But what about my mic? You know, I know that the MacBook Pros supposedly have the nice noise canceling mics on them and whatnot. Yeah. But are 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 these microphones in most computers as good as our condenser microphones? No, dude. No, a laptop mic. No. Of course not. I, I know that was a rhetorical question. Uh, yeah. But... <laughs> you got me on that one. <laughs> Please. Fourteen. This is episode ninety-eight of Yats. Every week, Wednesday night, right here, yet another texture.com. Check it out. I'm at Lee. That guy right there. That's Aunt Pruitt. What's up, Aunt? Hey, what's going on, Mister Lee? We got Larry Press in an office. What's up, Larry? Hi, guys. I'm in in Boulder, Colorado. Larry Press in a closet in Colorado. Uh, Nick Carroll also <laughs> joining know, us. This is a boardroom, they tell me. <laughs> oh, there you go. Nice. What's up, That's Nick? Great. Hey, uh, doing pretty good here. Still in Texas, y'all. Nice. <laughs> I feel like Nick should start wearing a cowboy hat for some reason. I, don't I knew know. I forgot something. Right? <laughs> should get that. Uh, let's see. Ant, start us off with some sports slash tech news. Uh, another tech, I wouldn't say giant. Well, I would say he's he's pretty big, pretty big tech guy, right? Yeah. Steve yeah, Ballmer. You know, some people may have heard of him from this company called Microsoft at one point. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He um, he was the former CEO, good buddy of uh, Bill Gates, of course. Um, the kicker is, being the former CEO, he's like one of the largest shareholders of Microsoft. So he's got just gobs of money sitting around now since his departure. And for those of you that actually no squad about the NBA. Uh, Donald Sterling is the owner of the LA Clippers who has had some um, racial slurs and, and comments dragged across his name here yeah, recently. A series of unfortunate missteps, essentially. Yeah. Lots of them. <laughs> some yeah, might almost nice. say a conspiracy. This <laughs> has been going on. This hasn't just happened the last month. Either. This has been yeah. going on for a couple of decades now. Yeah. Um, you know, to each his own, if he thinks what he thinks, whatever. But it's come to the point where the NBA banned him, essentially, and the uh, the league is wanting him to sell the team. Now, Steve Ballmer bid two billion bucks to his team. Two Instagrams won. for the Clippers? <laughs> billion dollars. Yeah. For me, I find... I find a problem with this guy getting $2 billion at, at the end of the day with all of this said and done, you know. But, is that how it's going to work, though? Like, is it like Bill Steve Ballmer's, like, counting out two bill? He's like, well, here you go, Sterling. Here's your money. And he's like, well, here's your bill of sale for one L.A. Clippers team. That's that's pretty much how it's going to go. Really? Now, wow. yeah, he also got out of suing the NBA as well because he didn't – he had he had agreements with the NBA for being forced to sell the team and all of that good 
stuff. Um, it, it's a bunch of bull, but just the fact that it's Steve Ballmer got his name in the hat, I thought it was comical myself. Um, yeah. I could see him being a sports fan. I don't know about him running a sports team. That is. Yeah, well, ha- there's been a number of clips that had surfaced on the net of him being like a rabid sports fan and playing yeah. basketball and stuff like that. So it's like, hey, interesting timing for that video to surface. But okay, yeah. But, but does the owner do much running of the of the team? I mean, I feel like the owner just sits back and like collects money, counts as money. They're there to count all the money and spend it. So Somebody's got to count the money and then spend it, right? Well, well, there are times when the owner has to make that hard decision of firing the general manager and firing the head coach. You know, yeah, um, Some of the owners are actively involved, like Jerry Buss. Buss was, and of course we know about Mark Cuban uh, for the Dallas Mavericks of <laughs> Yahoo fame. He was Another also tech. on Shark Tank, so you're telling me is Steve Ballmer's next stop could be Shark Tank. It could be Shark Tank. <laughs> Which I watch Shark Tank. I would find that rather uh, amusing. I might actually watch that show for that. <laughs> I would watch <laughs> I don't currently watch, but I would watch for that. My wife already watches the show, but I would be converted then. <laughs> it, it, it was, it's going to be interesting and, and somewhat cool to see because now you have, uh, that would be three, at least three tech um, prominent people yeah. in professional sports ownership because the Seattle Seahawks and the uh, former Seattle Supersonics was under Paul, um, damn, what's his name, from Microsoft, Paul Allen. Yeah, he's co-founder. Yep. All we need now is for Bill Gates to buy Yeah, Bill Gates is probably going to swing in now and get the Denver Broncos or something. <laughs> <laughs> probably a Seattle team. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, good luck, Bomber. Is that... I don't know. I guess that's what that's like the cycle that it takes. Like you, you do something that makes a bunch of money, and then you buy a sports team. You try to go buy a sports team. You know, for us regular common folk, when we get money, we go out and try to build restaurants and bars. We buy TVs and shit. (laughs) (laughs) But I've seen a lot of. How much did Sterling pay for the Clippers? Do you know? That I don't know. Um, I think very, very, very well. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was probably like 200, 300 million back then, something crazy like that, if that much, yeah. you know. Because that's been a struggling franchise from, you know, for a long time. $12.5 million back in 1981. Back in 81. Oh, okay, 81, though. In 81. So that franchise has been a mess. There was even a time where the players were saying, hey, now it's cool to be a Clipper. You know, that's how bad it's been for that franchise. Over the day. You know, well, I hope, he can, I hope he can uh, turn, turn stuff around for them. I'm just waiting on the next photobomb of him being in the stadium with the fans, turning up beers and yelling and, you know. Just going to Rebel Rouse? He's banned from it attending games. Oh, no, no, no. I mean as in Balmer, not Sterling. I oh. I thought you were talking about <laughs> Sterling. Like, he would just go there and, like, start throwing bottles or some shit. Like, oh, no, just no, no, rabble-rousing. <laughs> yeah. uh, did we want to talk about any of that net neutrality stuff that came out, or are we over that? I didn't put any in it in the rundown because mm. I figured we were all over it, but, I mean. I'm, over I'm, it. I'm just for the uh, 
Uh, I, I did a few blog posts on it this week. I just put a couple of images in the in the uh, rundown. Yeah, my my the, concern uh, is that it's going to happen one way or the other. So anyways, go on, go on. Well, just if if you guys look at the rundown, maybe you can pop it up on the screen. Uh, the the most damning one is uh, uh, just this cool thing of what happened to Comcast. <clears throat> excuse me, what what happened to Netflix uh, speed on Comcast? during the negotiations and what happened to it as soon as the negotiations were, were closed. Um, I don't know if you can see it, but basically for about three months before the negotiation, the deal was struck, their, their service consistently deteriorated and then it improved radically uh, it, just at the end of February and during March uh, after the deal was closed. So Larry, and it's really... It's really clear that those guys were like um, blackmailing Netflix and screwing their users. Um, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, is that just coincidence or is that like right. we're going to give ourselves some negotiating upper hand and say, you know, your speed's kind of down here right now. It could be up here. Gee, uh, what, what do you think, Matt? I'm guessing, what, yeah. What, what do you think the answer to that question? Uh, well, I'm listen, guessing, yeah, but I don't want to... Comcast could say maybe, oh yeah, it wasn't our fault, it was upstream. But then let's see them provide the data. They would be able to provide that data if that were the case. Uh, no, it, it seems to me it's a, an obvious um, case of, of uh, you know, just blackmail basically. And um, no, I'm, I've really gone crazy. You know, what, the thing that I have been saying for quite a while, and it still seems true, the real question is, who is going to invest in our infrastructure in the United States? We're falling rapidly behind. And, you know, you can see by that improvement in Comcast speed um, how quickly, how simply it was to add the, you know, to add the capacity to make the bottleneck go away. And, you know, if the ISPs won't invest, um, it seems, I don't know, I'm I can only come to the conclusion there is no ISP competition. And I can only come to the conclusion that it's got to be government at all levels. Well, the issue I've done like three or four blog posts about that this week, so I'm kind of full of it right now. Well, the issue here, yeah. and the reason why you're seeing like the uh, speeds drop rapidly for Netflix, is you're seeing Comcast essentially route traffic within their network over congested links, basically limiting the performance that Netflix can get in trying to serve their customers. For the video streams to go from Netflix which directly connects to Comcast through Comcast network, through that last mile to, to the end user, Comcast controls all that. And so what they've been doing the last several months is essentially restricting, restricting that flow and thus forcing Netflix to pay additionally, not just for the connection, you know, but additionally for that traffic that flows through. And then magically, without infrastructure changes, all of a sudden, Speeds mm -hmm. increase for Netflix, so that's the well, maybe, that maybe they added some infrastructure. Maybe there was some investment that last week of November after the deal was done, because the thing improved markedly, or improved even during November, even though they had only one week uh, after the agreement. And I would be really curious to know, as a taxpayer, and I think the FCC and the FTC would be interested to know how much did it really cost them to make that. In, you know, miraculous improvement. My guess is the investment is relatively small. 
The, well, the problem is the FCC, in my opinion, doesn't really seem to care. I mean, you have the FCC actually proposing the dual, the dual path, you know, the fast mm -hmm. lane and the slow lane. They're the yeah, ones right. actually pushing for that I idea and saying, oh, there's no slow internet, there's no fast internet, there's just one internet. By the way, we're going to have multiple lanes. What? So it's the FCC proposing this stuff. So that's why I'm really pessimistic about change actually coming about by anything the FCC wants to do. Okay, let me make you a, a teeny, I'm not optimistic, but one good sign. <laughs> the, I saw, uh, because I'm, uh, I saw the other night, what's the guy's name? Oliver, John Oliver, the, yeah. he does a comedy news show on mm -hmm. HBO once a week. It's mm -hmm. sort of like He's the guy from the John Stewart show, right? Exactly. He's so good. Guy. Okay, listen you guys, you really have to go. I, I've got a link to it. I can put a link in the show notes. And watch the video, the segment he did on this whole state of the internet and Comcast and net neutrality. It's the funniest thing I ever heard. And at the end, the audience was going apeshit. Yeah. And it seems to me that if it can be, if it can get beyond guys like us and people sort of in the industry and get out to the general public and become a real political issue, something yeah. might happen. Yeah. All right. And boy. It's my best video I've ever seen on this whole net neutrality issue. And yeah, you should go look at it. Tell everybody you go look at it. I'll put a link in the show notes. We got a link to it it's, in, um, it's really in the chat. And, it's, um, and I think the headline, what's this headline say? FCC comment system blew up after everybody watched it. So it did, he That's did right. something right. At the end, at the end he, he does this really funny rap. He says, I can't believe I'm doing this. But I want to talk to you, comment trolls. Okay, you got to really get in there and do it. And he gave examples of some of the troll comments that had come out his way. He was like, "This is and what you've been waiting your whole." They were just cheering like crazy. One point nine million views. They crashed that. Yeah. They crashed it. Didn't they crash the site? Yeah. That's so I awesome. Know. I Have like. You guys seen it? Yeah, yeah, totally. I think I, I shared it on Google. It, on Google Plus. Oh, you got to see it, man. It's, it's terrific. Yeah, I've got it in my queue, but I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> I shared it on Google Plus right after I watched it because it was so yeah. good. Yeah, I'm truly hey, aware. You know, the thing that surprised me too, it's on YouTube. How come they? Yeah, uh, I watched I it. it Would have been taken down. I watched it on YouTube, on the Chromecast, on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. But they don't—they evidently don't plan to take it down. I was afraid it was sort of pirated and somebody would take it down right away. But it, yeah, it I mean, it, this isn't done. just a film. Yeah, I mean, this just isn't affect the thing that we need to get to the to the mainstream public is this isn't just affecting their ability to get Netflix. It affects their ability to get YouTube, other streaming media. Uh, I believe our Hangouts have been affected to some extent because we all have good internet connections. Yet magically, you know, we've been having a lot of latency issues with with Hangouts, for example, and we shouldn't. It's just a low quality stream, you know, and it, that affects everything. And so that's the issue here. So. I like how the spokesman, uh, the, there was a spokeswoman, and, and she said, it is unclear if the high volume was directly related to the John Oliver segment. Like, just taunting? Like, oh, was that you guys? We didn't notice. Right. <laughs> let, let, let us hit you again, Dan. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll try another skit. I mean, it's, it's almost like a DOS attack in the sense that you have so many millions of people all at once. It is, right? It's like when Twit and, mentions a link on their show, and if their site's not straight, like, it goes down. It's basically, yeah. in essence, a DDoS. 
And I love that he encouraged it and just, like, went at it and was, like... Like, he almost... He made himself sound like he was a person of the internet. Like, he knew... He knew what was going on. He's like, you guys weighed your whole lives for this. Like, let's see it. It was good. It was tactful. I like it. It didn't seem like something that... I mean, it was totally not technical. Hmm? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you break it down for the general public, you have to make it as non-technical as possible so they can get... So they can get it, so yeah. What was this other article you put in, Ant, about Netflix and Verizon uh, getting into a little little, <laughs> little, little squabble, a little tussle, maybe? Just a little? Well, I, I think this is Netflix saying, you know what, screw y'all. It's, it's not our fault. It is the provider's fault that when you're watching uh, Orange is the New Black on Friday, the, the second season, and it goes to buffering, it's not our fault. It's Verizon's fault. It's uh, U-verse's fault. It's Comcast's fault. And so what they're doing is putting a message yeah. on your screen that says, hold on, so-and-so's network is jacked up. Right I now. love that. By. <laughs> I love that. Call them out, right? It's It could have been anybody that just happened to get as big as Netflix did using this infrastructure it, like, it's not the company's fault that made it big. That's, you know, you should have better infrastructure. And I like that they're calling them out on it, especially yeah, I, I, for what everyone pays for this. I mean, right. if this was free I Internet, I would understand. Okay, some degradation here and there. But we pay, right. we pay like 80 bucks, 100, 120 bucks a month for this yeah. biz, you know? People pay a lot of money for it, you know, because yeah. it's part of their businesses and things like that. So you expect the quality to be there. Yep. But there's always going to be um, that key holder, someone like the, the CDNs and so forth, that's going to want a bigger piece of the pie. You know, it's not just Netflix. Google has also started publishing data on, uh, on, uh, on speeds. They, Everyone should. Let's they see They started it. about a week ago. Put in, I can put a link to that in the show notes too. They should get and it out in the open. Like, yes, yes, that's it. You know, it's just, the data needs to be gotten out. Yep. You know, this is like the next generation of SOPA. You know, it's another internet, you know, mm-hmm. issue that the government seems to not really give give two bleeps about. <laughs> and. Uh, Yes, I don't know. And then, but if things like that, John Oliver can get the the general public riled up, then the government will pay attention. I think one yeah. of the things he showed was a picture of the head of uh, Comcast and Obama playing golf together. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. Wow, I didn't see that either. Yeah, yeah. it's in the video. He shows check, a bunch of. You gotta watch this thing, man. It's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Verizon spokesman Bob Ellick, he said that yeah, this seems misleading and could confuse people. Yeah. A PR stunt, he said. But it's true. That's the thing. Yeah. You can't call it false. You can only call it a PR stunt. So Seems misleading and could confuse people. Hey, if anyone's going to confuse people, it's going to be us. All right, Netflix? So back <laughs> off. Yeah, that's my, I call that deflection, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's one slightly good thing you can say about Horizon is that of all the ISP services, they do this uh, University of Mission does a consumer satisfaction survey, and Horizon Fios, people are much more satisfied with it than anything else. 
the lowest rated two companies out of 230 companies in the whole world. Comcast. It's Comcast and Time Warner Cable. Merger parties. Yep. Shit. <laughs> I don't know who can get files. I think they surely quit rolling it out in L.A., but I guess people that have it are satisfied with it. I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say I think like the the more well off people in each community should all just get together, get some fiber in there, and do their own ISP, and just say we don't need you guys, just as like a little giving back to the community. I won't sound like communism, but I think that would help. <laughs> That's not gonna happen, but the cities can do it, and the FCC. That guy Wheeler said that he wants to get rid of the bans on. Um, on municipal networks that that our buddies like Comcast have pushed through so many state legislatures. It's an ugly thing. Ugly, ugly. Things like this, though, might help. I like this. Uh, Google also investing in some satellite swarms. They have loon, their balloons, they have their drones, and now uh, some, some satellites. Do you guys remember Teledesic? Microsoft's uh, attempt at that many, many, many years ago. What I was that for? Tell us. They're going to do satellites, each one with a router in it, and uh, it, you know, it didn't work. But the technology's changed a lot since then, so more power to Google. Well, yeah. This is all satellite-based and similar to how the old satellite companies used to try to do No, it's not, it's not like the, the satellite stuff that, uh, at least the Microsoft one, Teledesic, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a constellation, there's many, many satellites, and they're in low Earth orbit. They're not uh, geosynchronous, uh, okay. you know, high up in the air with, with a lot of latency satellites. Yeah, this is and saying is, at least yeah. 180 small orbiters flying at lower altitudes than most of the satellites and delivering high data capacity services. Uh, They say the cost estimates by certain people familiar with the project between one and three Instagrams, depending on, you know, how it, how it works. So Microsoft tried that. Geez, I want to say in the 1990s, and they ended up deciding it wasn't feasible and abandoning it. Microsoft didn't have Greg Weiler, founder of O3B Networks, a satellite communications company. So, man, I didn't Google hear this. does. Google is, is talking about doing such a system. This is Google. They got Greg Wheeler, and they're doing it. They're doing it right now. Hell yeah. Most high bandwidth satellites operate in geostationary orbits, except these won't. They says the startup must place more satellites in the lower orbits in order to achieve the same geographical coverage, uh, but it'll cut the time for round-trip data delays from an average of 638 milliseconds to less than 150. And I bet 150 is probably about as good as any of us are getting right now anyway. <laughs> you think? I'm, I'm thinking no, like 200, 220. Really? Ping me, ping me. Where are we at right now? That's out, that's out in the sticks, man. <clears throat> yeah, so that's kind of cool. I, I definitely would like to see something like this, especially if, like you said, you can get the bandwidth going better than what it was, yeah. you know, if I was and to go get satellite right latency. now. It's much less latency than the uh, geostationary satellites. Yeah, if they can do it, definitely. 
Google would be yeah. the one. And then link those I'll, to I'll the fiber. A, a link to the hotelic essay thing that Microsoft tried to for historical purposes. Never heard of that. I'd like to see a little more on it. But then again, Larry, it, with them, them as in Microsoft giving up on it back in the 90s. Yeah, this was long ago, and they did. Actually, it was, it was I, as I recall, it was actually a Bill Gates project as opposed to a Microsoft project. And one of those Middle Eastern chief types was also an investor. I don't know, remember from which country. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, it was, and I was, you know, I've been really involved with developing nations. And geez, I was so enthusiastic about that. But it obviously turned out not to be feasible. But this is really, I think, in the middle of late 90s, if, if I'm not thinking. And since then, electronic technologies improved. And saddle and launch technologies. Uh, yeah. This is the kind of thing that uh, what's his name, Elon Musk, could get involved in. You know, putting the bird, putting the things up. So this is really uh, this makes more sense to me than Project Loon. To tell the truth, it, it, but it's not a matter. It's not just one or the other, right? You have to take the fiber, you have to take the balloons, take the drones and the satellites, and cover the globe in high speed. Yeah, but this is really important in developing nations if, if this can happen. That'd right. Be really cool. I really want to. And that's what it said, right? They want to reach internet to the other 3 billion people on the planet that don't have it. Yeah. Which obviously, as an internet company, probably in their best interest. So, of course. And if the rest of us can say F the ISPs we have now as a fallout of that, then hey, two birds, yeah. one stone. I like it. Hey man, that, that, no, that, that fiber link to your house will always be a better deal. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's the, that's, that's how it goes when you live in the mountains, I guess. Small price to pay for <laughs> such security. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sprint you know, and. You have cable or DSL? I got cable, but I also am right across the street from a giant trailer park that also probably has cable, so. Sorry. Right. Okay. District 9. All right, uh, Sprint and T-Mobile merging, is this going to happen now? They were the next in line, right, If because AT&T couldn't. So do you think this will go through? Nick, what do you think? I actually think it will go through. But, I mean, I could be wrong, but uh, the way corporations have been merging so frequently and consistently, it, it, this wouldn't surprise me. I, I was actually surprised the AT&T uh, Sprint uh, thing didn't happen. But, mm -hmm. I think it'll, I think this will happen. It looks like uh, Sprint's going to uh, purchase T-Mobile for $32 billion, which is quite a bit, <laughs> and that would put them as kind of a cl somewhat close third place to Verizon and AT&T in terms of total number of customers. And the interesting thing about that is the sheer amount of bandwidth that they'll have in all the markets that they can sort of share, so that'll help them catch up in terms of like coverage and reliability and speed, so we'll see how that goes. I don't understand how this could work with those two. You know, it's, it's two different bands, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they would. Yeah, they would have to design phones that can reuse all those. You know, use all those bands. So. No, I mean both of them really needs help from a financial yeah. standpoint and in in mind share standpoint. Um, the thing that concerns me is like I'm not sure who would necessarily take take the reins. If John Ledger would still stick around, because he seems to be pushing a lot of change that's actually helped to turn T-Mobile around over the last year and a half. 
Yeah, is that other guy? Was it, is it Dan Hesse that's still at Sprint? Uh, yeah, Sprint. Yeah, that's correct. Um, Isn't Sprint owned by a Japanese company or not? Yes. And I think that's why this will actually go through because it's owned by you know a company outside of the U.S. So I don't think the U.S. could necessarily stop that. I don't know. They they both need help, man. They do. You know, T-Mobile services. You know, from the experiences that I have with it, it's just been totally hit or miss. And the same goes for Sprint. But everybody that I know is, that I know is on those two carriers. They always talk about one thing. They're saving so much money per month on wireless services. So they'll take that little bit of a hiccup in call quality because eh, they'd rather just text anyway. You know. Yeah, I, I use a Sprint MVNO, and it's flying in Los Angeles instead of California. I don't know about the rest of the country. All right. I would I like... moved around with Sprint years ago. I used to be a Sprint customer, and, and, and I battled with it. You know, anytime I went outside of a metropolitan area, not happening. Period. <laughs> you know, with Verizon, I don't have that issue. Yeah, that's Verizon weird. the balls, actually. But you're paying for it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, my, wife, my wife uses a Sprint Envy now as well. It's uh, Virgin Mobile down here in in uh, Texas, and yeah. uh, she she's also the big the only issue I've had with with reaching out to her is that a lot of times I'll send text messages and she won't get it or she'll get it hours later. So that's kind of annoying. And sometimes she just can't get a phone call. If she's out of the, out of the area of coverage that Sprint has. So I, I do, and I personally use an AT&T phone and I have much better coverage than her. So I would hope that a T-Mobile Sprint merger, if it does occur, would improve, you know, that sort of accessibility to people on those networks. Yeah, we need our communications reliable. We can't be having convenient excuses like, sorry, honey, I didn't get the message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's only going to last for so long. Right? <laughs> Start looking at timestamps. And... Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, Intel wanting to eliminate article on Boy Genius. I don't know if this is like what Intel said or what they're saying, but they want to get rid of all PC cables in two years. Two years. What do you think? Can we, can we, is that even possible? Have you seen the inside of a PC lately? <laughs> Pretty yeah, much. How long will it take for people to actually buy all the products that have this? I, I'm skeptical. Yeah. Skeptical, so. It's kind of interesting though. Uh, they say they're working on next gen wireless charging platform for PCs that could eliminate the need for cables. But that's just like one cable, like your power. Do you still need SATA cables and stuff, or are they talking we can do data and everything through this? Well, uh, I don't know if you remember, Matt, but, you know, damn near 20 years ago, that Cupertino computer company said the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we now have the iMac. That's true. So they also have a docking system that will let you beam your screen to other screens. But that's when I see when I see headlines like this, I'm like, cool. Everything like inside, like the 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 board to the hard drive is communicating wirelessly, right? Like all of that. You're not eliminating all cables, are you? You're eliminating like two, maybe. (laughs) But that's an improvement, though. 
I guess. I don't. It's an improvement. Uh, it's got to be all or none. You can't just eliminate a couple. It's got to be all or none. Otherwise, what's the point? Cables are you cables. You still have cables. Key, you already lose the wires from keyboards and mice. Yeah, that you video, constantly video have to put job. batteries into. Those are the worst. Yeah, I got now got to be plugged in. I have, I want to say, two battery chargers around here somewhere. It's not that damn hard. <laughs> batteries go down. I already got some charged up and ready to go. Months nope. later. Nope. How much do you use a little mouse? Every day. <laughs> yeah. I'm all for more wireless, and wireless charging does sound interesting, you know. But, uh, you know, like long-distance wireless charging, that sounds kind of cool. But uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I can see it being cool for, like, laptops and stuff, I guess. But still, like, yeah. are you docking that much? I, I don't know. Seems like a dumb thing. Intel, I'm going to just say this is dumb. Make something better. I'm going to disagree with you. You like this? I, I, I like the idea that somebody's trying to do something innovative here. It's not innovative. You it can is. do this like... If, okay. they pull, if they pull this off where we don't have any wires, that's innovative, dude. If they pull this off where we can still have beautiful displays and beautiful graphics on these displays without any extra wiring, yeah, that's, that's pretty big. There's still wires, dude. <laughs> there, okay, if you can make it hidden, that's innovative, damn it. That's an iMac then, dude. It's an all-in-one. Yeah, it's an all-in-one. Again, not well, innovative. I'll, I'll agree with that. We've had those. I'll agree with them that it's the next step, and it's likely going to happen at some point, just how quickly. I just don't see it adopting instantly or overnight. You know, It'll be two years for it to start rolling out, but another two years for anyone to really start using it. So, yeah, you have to make the chargers uh, you know, affordable for people to get, and you have to make sure that, the devices that have the other end of the charging technology and the notebooks or tablets, et cetera, that they're inexpensive enough <laughs> for people to actually buy. You know, it took a while for Ultrabooks to really become, you know, popular. And, it, you know, so, and it costs more to make those. What, what about my mic? You know, I know that the MacBook Pros supposedly have the nice noise-canceling mics on them and whatnot. Yeah. But are, are, are these microphones in most computers as good as our condenser microphones? No, dude, no. A laptop mic's... Not. No. Of I'll... course not. I, I know that was a rhetorical question. Yes, yeah. but... <laughs> you got me on that one. <laughs> yeah, but can you, can you, give, me, can you give me that kind, that kind of quality wirelessly? Well, and they do oh, wireless computer. mics, right? At, like, concerts yeah, I know they do and wireless stuff. Mics, but, can yeah. you but they're, like, $800. They're, like, 800 yeah. Yeah, at a price. Exactly. Yeah. We'll see, man. It's, it's going to take some time. Yeah, for sure. It's iterative. I just like it when people make big deals about that stuff. <laughs> like this. Also, speaking of ridiculous big deals, <clears throat> uh, is Amazon doing a 3D smartphone? Let's hope not, because that's the dumbest idea ever, Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they got the memo. 3D was a fad, and it didn't work out very well. We moved on past it, but we'll see. And, of course, it's just hype and speculation building up to they're having a, a June 18th launch event. So this is kind of the beginning of, like, ooh, is it going to be this? Is it going to be that? I'll say 3D smartphone. Okay, well, let's hope you're wrong. <laughs> well, I, I saw that video from the link that we have in the rundown. It seems interesting, like they're looking at 
some sort of tablet or phone or some sort of device where it's like you're looking around, oh, wow, I've never seen this before. And, you know, it's probably getting <laughs> some sort of like parallax effect, you know, hey, what here's something you want to buy on a website. Projected impacts on bandwidth for these uh, on bits per second on these guys. Yeah. They need they need a uh, Pied Piper compression. <laughs> I, caught, I caught up with that by the way. Speaking of plugs, I have to find a plug because my laptop just told me it's gonna. Okay, we're gonna mute you. Speaking of wireless charging, right? While you do that. <laughs> Speaking of wireless charging. Oh man, yeah, didn't uh, that ended right? That was the season finale, Silicon Valley. Was it six that was the last episode? That, let me check my series guide. Yeah, yeah. a lot of the shows, particularly the pilot shows, they'll have six pilot episodes, and if they get enough buzz towards it and they think they can produce the rest, then they'll do that. So a lot of times we have like an entire season with 11 or 12 episodes, and so then like a series break or season break, and then it'll continue with another 11 or 12. They do the same thing with smaller, you know, first seasons where you have six up front, and if they get it, it gets enough buzz, then they'll produce the rest. So this one had right, eight. Had eight, right? Okay. So, well, I'm not cool. I need one more. Three days ago. Yeah. You know, I don't watch that, but I have a lot of people at work that watch that. It was you know, so good. I hope it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty comical. I hope it keeps going for sure. <laughs> it caught me by surprise. I didn't think it'd be as funny as it is. Yes. All right, uh, so Amazon 3D phone. Larry, do you have any thoughts on that or this wireless crap? Well, I, I, I'm a, if, you know, I would love to see things better. At a, at a given price point, better no wires than wires. And the 3D phone sounds like a stupid idea, and, and like I say, the, the uh, number of bits, the bandwidth that it's going to soak up sounds like something that uh, Verizon would love. AT&T would think it's a great idea. But uh, I don't know if anybody else would. I swear you two have been some some negative, pessimistic Nancys tonight. Jeez, don't like nothing. I like <laughs> I like all sorts of stuff. I just don't want more gimmicky crap. I'm pretty sure we have enough <laughs> gimmicky crap. You know, you guys are talking about wireless charging. You know this guy Art Artemis Networks, Steve somebody. Is have you guys seen the stuff he's been talking about with, uh, you know? Extremely highly focused uh, wireless systems. Does this ring a bell with anybody? No, it sounds interesting though. What what is it? Yeah, but he, he's talking about extremely uh, highly focused uh, wireless data transmission, you know, which has incredibly uh, high payoffs. But he also hints that that might be used for power transmission, for wireless power transmission. I'm I'm too dumb to talk about it right now, but I'll I'll get something up for next week. So they're calling it P cell, um, P cell technology, from their site. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, sir. Yeah, first house, and and the whole thing. He does this demo. Um, you can watch this uh, video. And he's doing an incredible demo. But at the very end of one of his papers, they they filed a couple of patents also on not just wireless data transmission, but wireless power transmission. And uh, it's kind of an interesting – I'll dig up something and, and do a post on it. Oh, I see. So he's talking about if, if you go to Artemis.com slash P-Cell, 
You you get to a page and it shows <laughs> cells. And actually, here I can I'll share this. Uh, hold on. This this so many buttons. We're gonna do this here. <laughs> okay, so we have cells right here. Okay, and and then we have we have P cells, and they say that the way the way they transmit, right, that the cells, they will avoid interfering with each other, right? So that gives you these large cells, 50 yeah. meters, 5 kilometers in size. So with P cells, he says that, that that interference, like, creates more P cells, right? So you're actually using that interference deliberately to strengthen your signal, which is kind of cool if it works, Right. It, it, he does video. He's done. A, I've seen videos of talks that he gives, and it looks really spectacular. There's also a bunch of unanswered questions, like uh, distances and, and the number of, of transmitters that you have to have around. But yeah, he does really spectacular data transmission uh, demos. But if he has also applied to to for patents to use this as a power transmission. Uh, uh, mechanism. Let's do and it. So it looks awesome. Charging, you know, at great remote distances, charging your whatever needs to be charged. If if you can do that without frying my body, You're that would right. be awesome. Exactly. I'm down. I am so down with this. Oh shit! We missed the battery, but we got him in the eye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't hold it to your head. These ones actually might cause cancer. <laughs> No, but that's pretty cool. If they can definitely work it out, like it, I mean, it sounds really awesome, right? Yes, I'll I'll, I'll dig up something for you. Yeah, we'll have, we'll nice we'll look more. His video demo is pretty impressive. That's cool. We'll have to look more into it, and then we'll report back once we know stuff. So uh, let's see what else you guys want to talk about this, uh, and then we got to wrap this up. But uh, Comcast, speaking of. Doing is this doing good? Planning to encrypt email exchanged with Gmail, or is this just taking something that's already happening because they know most of their users are using Gmail and being like, "Oh yeah, Gmail's encrypting." Uh, yeah, hey, we're we're doing that too because your privacy, we care about it. Does anybody trust Comcast anyway? No. All right. So, wait, was that a retort? Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did. You know, just because Comcast of all people says it's encrypted, I, I, I don't think anybody's going to give a rat's ass. Is it going to be open source? Can we like check your work? But it says so. This isn't what I thought it was. It actually says that they're going to encrypt email exchange between their servers, not just like, oh yeah, your Gmail, Gmail, it's encrypted anyway. But if it's going on Comcast servers to Gmail, it will be encrypted. Which, I mean, that kind of means that, and maybe I'm wrong, but that it means that they need to be using what Gmail is using, right, to make that encryption tunnel work. Mm-hmm. So if Gmail's is working, I would assume theirs is working. But I wouldn't assume... Matthew, your audio has totally disappeared from me. What? I don't know if you guys can hear me. Can you hear no, me? You're good. Okay. Uh, but I, I wouldn't assume that Comcast to Yahoo or Comcast to any other provider that I didn't know had their encryption on lot, you know, then I wouldn't trust them. Because you see you're relying on them, right? Not Comcast. Now you did break up, Matt. I heard not Comcast. Okay. Well, whatever. Talk about 
<laughs> I'm sorry. No, when I first read this, I was thinking, did they not have this already from from end to end on the Comcast side of thing? And if not, why? Guess it's not. Been around. You know, this has only been around for you know a decade or so. So, why, what's taking them so long to get this in place? Money? <laughs> Come on, you had the money. Bull. Would you trust them, Larry? Oh, well, now we lost Larry. Do we lose Larry? All right. Well, you know, Ant, I wouldn't trust him either, so <laughs> screw it. <laughs> uh, they says it's not clear, however, whether email sent to and from Comcast will be encrypted, and to be fair, how much email uh, is actually sent from Comcast domains. So, who knows? Good story, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering if... um. How much more Comcast news are going to get over the next weeks? You know, they're just their PR department is probably just loving all these press. But it's an amazing yeah. testament to like what being a big mass like them can do. Like you can have the worst, worst, worst rating on everything you do and still be just raking in the bucks, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's wrap this thing up. Well. I think I think they're they're killing our bits, so we're just gonna. We're just going to wrap it up here while we still can. Uh, Ant, you got point and shoot tomorrow. What uh, what are you guys talking about? What are you guys doing? Uh, the contest for this week has been focused on finding faces and objects. You know, Pareidolia. Faces yeah, and things. This is one of the, the, the popular ones out there. It's a um, cute. How could it yeah. not be? <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. It's cute. I know. It's weird. It's just a thing from Dish. <laughs> like to put yeah, your dish you know. mountain <laughs> turned it's sideways. So that, that's the beauty of it. It's random things like that that's that's that gets play. Yeah. You know? We talked we saw that when we first moved in. I was like, whoa, if you tilt your head, it's totally a smiley face. <laughs> it's pareidolia, right? Seeing faces in, yeah. in things. That's exactly. there's a Twitter account, faces in things. That's awesome. Because people all send stuff and it's just yep. a bunch of that kind of thing. It's it's pretty great. And also, I'm doing daily videos that's doing, like, a highlight from the smartphone photographers community. So check that out. It's nice. supposed to be on a new domain and a new domain TV, but uh, it depends on how fast it goes through editing and whatnot. I'm just going to make sure I do it on my YouTube channel at the very least. And, day, so and, subscribe. and your smartphone site. Yep, and the smartphone site. Smartphone-photographers.com. Um, there you go all right well thanks for listening guys yet another texture.com we're on stitcher uh if you listen in itunes give us a rating and review we appreciate that uh subscribe to the show in youtube you know like all that stuff that bumps uh algorithms to say hey you should check this out uh yeah thanks for listening we'll catch you guys next week Another Tech Show. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.